0: As we get started uh we're we're going to be in Daniel chapter 10 but before we do um there's I don't know you probably been following the news right um and it's a uh, um uh, it's it's quite it's oh, it's almost it's almost shocking because in in you know 2021 um it's almost unfathomable what's happening in Afghanistan that that like this could and should happen. Um, and, and so here's what I'm gonna ask for us. I'm, I'm gonna ask that all of us commit to praying for Afghanistan. And particularly, not like the political situations, that, that's, that's fine, but specifically the people there. And even more specifically, the Christians there because more than any other group that group has been literally abandoned and i am i'm reading stories of of taliban going door to door grabbing people's phones like i don't have my phone pull out the phone and if they find the bible app they take you or they on the spot martyr you And, and that's happening i mean as we sit here now um, there 's an underground church in afghanistan and and they 're probably going right now as we speak, probably going door to door trying to find them that's i mean that 's not in the news, but that 's what 's happening um, when we when we think of 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 being so faithful that we 're willing to lose our life, we probably aren't ever faced with that challenge with that with that that opportunity to, to make that kind of choice but but right now, as we sit here, at what time is it, 9.26? There are Christians having to make that choice right now. The situation in Afghanistan is, is not is, is, is terrible. And again, I, I, what do you think politically or who you voted for? That doesn't change the fact that this, that this situation, the unthinkable, is happening and it's going to be hard for years to come. And and we're gonna pray for we're gonna pray here for in a second for the people of Afghanistan, but I, but I also want to say this. Um, there seems to be times when sermons line up so perfectly with what's going on that that what we can only say is is this seems to be by God's design. Right? Maybe you've had those moments where you come on a a Sunday and maybe you don't know what to expect or what the passage is about or who's speaking. But then but then you hear the sermon and it's like, wow, that was like that was exactly what was needed in this moment. And and as much as as, you know, pastors on stage want to take credit for those moments, (laughs) there are times when it feels like God is setting timing up. On his own, perfectly, this is one of those sundays we 've had Daniel on the calendar for a while we 've had Daniel Ten on the calendar for a while, long before Afghanistan would fall and and it 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 feels like like this is this is appropriate for what we 're seeing in the news today so we 're going to get into Daniel chapter ten and 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 see this aspect of Daniel ten that we I think we 're seeing play out in our news, but before that um, let 's do this would you would you pray with me as we as we pray for the people and and um, and specifically those being persecuted in afghanistan so so Lord we um, we come before you almost not knowing what to say, almost not knowing what others are experiencing right now in, in Afghanistan and, and in particular what other brothers and sisters in Christ that we've never met and never will in this lifetime what they're experiencing right now we can't even begin to imagine nor do we want to because it feels that bad so we pray in In your great goodness and mercy, that you you would strengthen your church in Afghanistan right now. That there may be people meeting in some underground secret home church right now, knowing they're taking their life in their own hands, but believing in you and what you have for them so much more. Lord, will you grant them courage? will you grant them peace we pray for everyone in afghanistan we pray for the situation we pray for our governing uh, authorities who are making decisions lord we just we lay it at your feet and say this is this is overwhelming yet at the same time we know that that you are good and and you love the people of afghanistan far more than we do so we pray for them right now and we pray that you would you would make yourself real and evident in this most difficult time we pray this in Jesus name amen uh i hope that's not the first time you've we've prayed you've prayed for afghanistan and i i I'm, i hope it's not the last i mean it would be great if every day at some point you said i'm going to pray just for the people especially in the next few weeks that seem to be it seemed to be so dire and so uh, so so pivotal in the future of the people of Afghanistan. So, so we're in Daniel chapter ten, and and we're going to see how I think this applies directly with what we're seeing in the news today. Um, and and here's what we're going to see. So, um, Daniel chapter ten verse one gives us the timeline. So this has kind of been the pattern of Daniel each like each chapter starts with a new verse and this verse is almost like, here's where we are in the timeline of Daniel. So verse one, it says this, in the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, revelation was given to Daniel, who by the way, is reminding you, who was called Belshazzar. Remember that was his like Babylonian name, but not his real name. And then he says this, Its message and was true and it concerned a great war. And the understanding of the message came to him in a vision. Okay, so we're given the timeline. Here it is. This is the timeline we've been working on, kind of based on, remember, if you've been here for any number of weeks, Daniel is not written chronologically. It kind of bounces around. Um, So we are here now. We're two years later after Daniel 9. We're in 536 BC, and Daniel's 10, 11, and 12 um, all happen at the same time. So this week, as well as when we get into Daniel 11 and 12, um, we're going to pause for Church in the Park next week, and then we'll jump right back into Daniel when we come back. But when we get to those, all of that happens at the same time. So this is 10 through 12 is one big chunk. And it's two years after chapter 9 after, if you remember, the, the, the 77s and the discussion of what that is and all the debate amongst scholars. Okay, so whatever, wherever that is, this is now two years after that fact that Daniel has this vision. And, and, and so we're in 536 BC and we're at the end of Daniel's timeline. Uh, Daniel himself is probably around 85 years old. So Daniel, the book of Daniel starts when he's just probably 14, 15, maybe 16 at the oldest. And we've been following his in, through his entire life. Now he's, he is an old man and he's at the end. He, and he knows it. He is close to the end of his life and, and what we're going to see is though this man is 85 years old and he's lived his entire life now, a whole lifetime in Babylon in exile, we see how faithful he still is. Imagine this, being taken from your home at, just as a teenager to a new place where they don't at all worship your God and you have to, to learn to fit in and at age, age 85 you are still just as faithful here's what we're going to see in Daniel chapter 10 there is a spiritual world around us and when you pray things change there's a spiritual world around you. We're gonna get a peek. Daniel 10 is a peek behind the curtain of the spiritual world. We're gonna get a peek behind this, and it's, it's fascinating. And then we're gonna see that prayer changes things. There is a spiritual world around you, and when you pray, things change. Things happen in that world when you pray verse 2 says this in Daniel chapter 10 at that time now he's right in first person I I Daniel mourned for three weeks I ate no choice food no meat or wine touched my lips and I used no lotions at all until the three weeks were over we're told we aren't told why Daniel goes into mourning. Um, many commentators believe it's because the Jewish people were allowed to go back. So there was a, a decree that they're allowed to go back to Jerusalem, which which was a lot of celebration and joy, even for Daniel to see his people be able to go back to his home. And but but while they're rebuilding, it stops under the command of this king artaxerxes he puts an end to the the rebuilding of jerusalem and it would end for decades and so and so what the the idea the theory is daniel knew about this he heard about this from a distance maybe he thought i'm old i can't make the journey and maybe i can do more good here and for my people than if i left but he's still in babylon or now it's since now no longer babylon it's persia and 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 they're over there and he hits word perhaps that They stopped. They stopped the rebuild. And so he says, This is painful. So he goes into mourning and he's fasting from from any choice food. and, and, And the reason we know about this is because the rebuilding and then the sudden halt is what the book of Ezra is about. So we have the book of Ezra in scripture, it's about this time, this moment. So your homework, if you want, is to go home, read the book of Ezra, and realize this is what's going on at this moment in, in Daniel's life. Daniel is mourning and fasting from choice food, all the, like the best food, the king's table, from meat, from wine, from lotion. He's just like, you know what? My body's just going to get dry for three weeks, no big deal. And he fasts from all of it, all of the luxuries of life to say, Lord, I don't need all these things. I want to focus on you. And as Daniel is mourning and fasting, he gets another vision, but this one is different. This one, he gets a vision of someone and an experience that is is different than the ones he got before. Here's what it says. Verse four, on the 24th day of the first month, as I was standing on the bank of the great river, the Tigris, I looked up and there before me was a man dressed in linen, with a belt of fine gold from Ufaz around his waist. His body was like topaz, his face like lightning, his eyes like flaming torches, his arms and legs like the gleam of burnished bronze, and his voice like the sound of a multitude. Daniel sees a vision of this man who is different than anything he's ever seen before. He had fine linen and a gold belt, which would have signified royalty. This was probably he's dressed like a like a priest. His body was topaz, it was which is a, a crystal substance, and it was transparent yet colorful and beautiful. And so he's looking at him, saying he's like he's like this shining, brilliant stone. His face Lit up like lightning, his eyes were like fire, his arms and legs gleamed of bronze. This this man was, was one to look at. And then it says his voice was like a multitude, was like like when he spoke, it was like thousands of people were speaking. That much authority and and power. Daniel uh, he sees this person who is who's described like this elsewhere in the Bible. There's debate as to who this is in the the commentator world. And and, um, and I'll share what I think this is. I think it's actually pretty clear. But there's a description of someone else like this in the Bible. In Revelation chapter 1, we see a description that, I mean, it's it's almost this exact same thing. It says this, I turned around to see the voice that was speaking to me. And when I turned, I saw seven golden lampstands, and among the lampstand was someone like a son of man, dressed in a robe, reaching down to his feet, and with a golden sash around his chest. He has a robe and a and a golden sash. His hair on his head was like was white like wool, as white as snow, his eyes were. Like blazing fire. We saw that with Daniel. His feet were like bronze glowing in a furnace. We saw that. His voice was like the sound of rushing waters. We heard about his voice. In his right hand, he held seven stars and coming out of his mouth was a sharp double-edged sword and his face was like the sun shining in all its brilliance. This sounds an awful lot like the person Daniel saw. And what we see in Revelation is that this person is none other than than Messiah Jesus himself. I I think when we, there's some debate as to who this is in Daniel, but I think it's clear. Daniel sees Jesus. Daniel is praying and fasting and then he has this vision and he sees pre-incarnate Jesus long before he comes to earth, long before he's born a baby, long before his life on earth and ministry, he sees this figure jesus he doesn't have that name yet but this is the christ the messiah this is the son of god one like a son of man this this person is different than anything else and anyone else i've ever seen before and his response was probably what ours would be though it's not what we think of his response was sheer terror now, I can imagine if you saw Jesus maybe in a dream and, and it was, you know, the picture of Jesus that we, like, how we think of him now, very loving, arms open, right? The, this the wonderful shepherd, like, oh, come on in, right? Maybe uh, we've seen other people have visions of Jesus and, and the resurrected Jesus, and he's, you know, he's even got holes in his hands and, and like, this is Jesus, the great shepherd, the good sh- oh But this, this Jesus was not that this Jesus was I I can't even be in your presence this Jesus was what John saw and 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 every time you see someone like this it's sheer terror of I don't I shouldn't be here I should not be looking at this I shouldn't be here I I, how can I, I have no strength left in me this is too much the glory of this person is too much Here's Daniel's response. Daniel 10, verse 7. I, Daniel, was the only one who saw the vision. Those who were with me did not see it. There's other people, they didn't see this. But such terror overwhelmed them. They don't even know why. That they fled and hid themselves. There was so much terror in that moment that that even the people who didn't see him are like, I'm out. (laughs) I can't stand this. I don't know what's happening right now, but... I'm out of here. So they leave and they hid themselves. So I was left alone, gazing at this great vision. I had no strength left. My face turned deathly pale and I was helpless. Then I heard him speaking. And as I listened to him, I fell into a deep sleep, my face to the ground. We don't even know what he said, but it was was so much that Daniel probably passed out. Daniel is left alone. All the strength drained from his body. He was utterly helpless with his face to the ground, all because he saw this figure. That's it. He just saw him. And that was enough to, to feel like all life is being drained from me. This is, too, his glory is too much. And then we see this in verse 10. A hand touched me and sent me trembling on my hands and feet. He said, Daniel, you, are, you who are highly esteemed, consider carefully the words I'm about to speak to you and stand up, for I have now been sent to you. And when he said this to me, I stood up trembling. Now, a, a careful reading of this um, text, I, I think, and, and a lot of commentators agree that this, this person touching him now is a different person and we'll we'll see why here in a second. But I, I don't think this is Jesus anymore. It, it, the the text doesn't seem to allow it to be Jesus. That this is probably he passes out, and then another another angel, a different a different being, an angel shows up and touches him on the shoulder to get him to stand up. This is this is the first touch he receives. What we're gonna see in Daniel's life is in this moment, there are, there are three times he's touched. Uh, this is funny. I didn't even think of this. He's touched by an angel. Remember that show? <laughs> he literally three different times will be touched with three different purposes. And we're gonna look at that for us because I think that is so insightful for us. Daniel is touched this first time and his this hand has touched him and it allows him to get on his hands and knees and then he's still told to stand up. He restores Daniel's strength to stand. He's still terrified, but at least he's on his feet now. He's no longer paralyzed with fear. He can stand. This angel is then going to give us a peek into the spiritual world and this is amazing. If you have if you've never seen or read this passage or heard about it, this is this is what I think is applicable and I think we see playing out in our world right now. It says this, this angel who who restores his strength says this. Then he continued, "Do not be afraid, Daniel. Since the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard and I have come in response to them." Okay, right there. This angel heard Daniel. Daniel's prayer was heard and then this angel was dispatched to go help him. Daniel, listen, I know it doesn't feel like your prayers were heard from the first day. I know you've been going for 21 days now. But from the first day, we heard you. God heard you and he sent me. And I came in response to you. Now, without getting... Without getting too controversial, or too um, uh, too weirdly spiritual, too too uncomfortable with what we just read, it seems it seems to say that when we pray, angels respond. Did you see that in the text? I, I, as much as as much as we want to say like. Well, well, Pastor, you said that. I'm. I just read it. It seems to be that there are times when we are praying that God hears our prayers and then says, "All right, angels, go do your thing." There are times, maybe even in your life, when you are praying and listen. There's a spiritual world around us, and when you pray, things change. It's very possible that when you pray, God says, "All right, I'm sending an angel." to help meet that request. You might not even see it. We might not get a peek into the world like Daniel gets. This doesn't happen very often, but that doesn't mean this doesn't happen. It doesn't mean that, that like, like God doesn't answer prayer. It, like there are times when you're praying and you keep praying and you keep praying that God says, all right, all right, I'm gonna answer that. And here's how I'm gonna do that. You, you won't ever see it, but I'm gonna send an angel in that situation. Now, knowing that, shouldn't you be praying a little bit more? (laughs) Now, what I'm not saying, and this is where you get into trouble and some controversy, because there's been plenty of books who talk about praying to angels to get them to do things. That's not this. We're not praying to angels saying, all right, all right, listen up, Gabe. I need you to do some stuff for me. That's not what this is. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about praying to God and God's answer sometimes may be to dispatch angels on our behalf. Whoa, okay, okay. I could see how that might apply to the situation we find ourselves in. We're not done. It continues. I have come in response to them. But the prince of the Persian kingdom resisted me 21 days okay this angel wants to come but he gets in a battle for three weeks 21 straight days of fighting with whoever this prince of persia is then michael one of the chief princes we know him as michael the archangel is talked about in Jude. like michael is, is michael is the dude michael is the angel of angels Then Michael, one of the chief priests, came to help me because I was detained there with the king of Persia. Now I have come to explain to you what will happen to your people in the future for the vision concerns a time yet to come. So this angel is showing up He's coming to Daniel to answer his prayers, to tell them about the future. Here's a prophecy. I'm giving you another vision, but I'm held up for 21 days. Here's why we know that this this same person isn't Jesus. Jesus is never held up for 21 days and then needs help from an angel. Jesus doesn't get into a fight with whoever this prince is. Is like, I can't defeat him. Michael, I need you. So this is not this at this point is no longer Jesus this is another angel maybe maybe equal on par with like status of Michael but but whoever he is he's fighting with this prince of Persia and without getting into like who this person is it seems to be from this text from other texts that he's not talking about an actual like person he's not talking about the actual king as though some angelic being fights a person and this person like, gets in battle with him for 21 days, so much so that he's like, Michael, I need help. I wasn't expecting Arnold Schwarzenegger to be the king. I, he's too strong, right, the Terminator. I can't, I can't defeat him. It seems to be instead that this is another spiritual being, a very powerful one what we, in the New Testament, we find out are referred to as evil spirits or demonic spirits. Now, without getting too weird or too like, like, okay, what are we talking about? If there is a spiritual world behind the world we see, then it would make sense that there are beings that are different, that we don't see, yet are very powerful. And what we see when we read the rest of scripture Is that there are angels that God made And that some of them rebelled and fell And became rebellious or evil spirits And these often are referred to as demons And it seems to be the case that this particular one His his purpose was the kingdom of Persia That his assignment is to go and to interrupt And to engage in the affairs of this one kingdom persia Uh, he's going to rule over persia not as like some human king but as the the spiritual force behind all that happens at that place here's your assignment ready you are the general of this place you're in charge go wreak havoc and an angel is sent to Daniel and this angel is, is caught up and is held up by this other one and so clearly this, this might have been now we're speculating if this is an archangel who, who Michael comes to help it may be that this is a fallen archangel just as powerful on equal footing with this angel I can't, I can't get past him for 21 days we've been going at it and I can't, I need help so he calls in the big gun he calls in michael michael is one of the highest he's the highest rank of angels he's a warrior he's a general he's the guy when he shows up it's like oh it's about to happen right it's it's that it's you know when in the movies when like the hero shows up and everyone's just like waiting for him where's he gonna come right it's like it's like you put out the bat signal and then like you see the cape and you're like oh here we go that's michael michael is batman that's a Poor analogy but it's that kind of sense like Michael showed up and Michael engages in battle and he relieves him he's like I got this you go do what you're supposed to do and he continues the fighting and he comes to Daniel to explain to him what's supposed to happen now if this is true and I there's no reason to think that it isn't Daniel's getting this this vision, and there are spirits and evil spirits who, whose assignment are certain geopolitical worldviews, geopolitical entities in uh, in the world. It would make sense that that this probably isn't the only one. It would also make sense that this probably is true today. That if we could get a peek behind the unseen world today we could probably see that there are actual spiritual beings influencing nations today. When you turn on the news, what, what you see is evil, right? What you hear about is evil. What you read about, I mean, almost to the point of like, just turn it off, it's too much. It's too, I don't, if I don't think about it, then, then it's not happening. Just turn it off. It would make sense that there is probably a prince, an evil spirit of the kingdom of Afghanistan influencing the Taliban. Am I right? Now, let me ask you a question. If that's true, how many soldiers do we need to take to defeat that prince? How many weapons will it take for us to defeat that prince? The answer is there's one. There's, there's one weapon. It's what we call prayer. <laughs> when we say, hey, could you pray for this country? Can you pray for this? Especially in this moment, here's what we're saying, Lord. Intervene somehow. And what could be happening without us even knowing it is there could be a flood of angels being sent there as we're praying. You won't see it. You won't even know it's happening. But these angels might be saying like, hey, listen, I got my assignment. You prayed and God sent me. When we say like, hey, can we pray praying for Afghanistan? What we're praying and what we're entering into is what's often referred to as spiritual warfare. And there's no reason not to believe that that our prayers actually do help and do change things. Much like Daniel's prayer Activated this angel into action. We could be praying to God and he's like, okay, good. My people are praying. Awesome. That's how we fight. What we're told is in Ephesians 6, our battle is not against, you probably maybe have heard this before, is not against flesh and blood, but against, he says, the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. That is just as true today as it was when Paul wrote it. And it's just as applicable for us to say, I should be praying for those people in need. I should be interceding on their behalf. There's a world beyond what you and I see. And it may be even uncomfortable to think about that or it may feel like, nah, that's okay. This is a little hokey. This is a little, this is, this is kind of a, an, an outdated worldview but if if we read this and we believe what this says oh boy you better believe there's a world that we don't see there's a world that you don't see around you and when you pray things change now this brings us to our our second touch Daniel's been touched once here he goes he's going to be touched by an angel a second time Verse 15, when he was saying this to me, I bowed my face toward the ground and was speechless. He still hasn't spoken, he still can't speak. Then one who looked like, um, uh, one who looked like a man touched my lips and opened my mouth and, and began to speak. And I said to the one standing before me, I am overcome with anguish because of the vision. My Lord, I feel, I feel very weak. How can I, your servant, talk with you, my Lord? My strength is gone and I can hardly speak breathe we we see that Daniel Daniel's feeling this but can't even speak like his breath is taken from him and this angel touches him again so he can learn to speak again and say listen here's where I'm at I've, I've I've had my wind knocked out I can't. I, I can't. I can barely stand. I'm only standing because you let me. I. How am I supposed to have a conversation? How am I supposed to to see what you have for me? I can't even speak to you. I can't. I can barely stand. And we see that this angel restores his ability to speak with this second touch. And then he's going to get a third touch right away because he's saying, I, "I can't do this. I can't do this. I don't have the strength." verse 18 again the one who looked like a man touched me and gave me strength do not be afraid you who are highly esteemed he said peace be strong now be strong when he spoke to me i was strengthened and said speak my lord since you have given me strength daniel is now given the strength to hear what god has for him because he's overwhelmed and it this wasn't his own strength. It had to be given to him. Verse 20, so he said, do you know why I've come to you? Soon I will return to fight against the prince of Persia and when I go, the prince of Greece will come. Okay, so this prince, this spirit of Persia is gonna be defeated and it, but then another one's gonna come. The spirit of Greece, the, the, the kingdom that's gonna follow Persia has its own spirit attached to it. But first I will tell you what is written in the book of truth. And then he says this, no one supports me against them except Michael, your prince. And in the first year of Darius the Mede, I took my stand to support and protect him. This is two years earlier. He's saying, listen, two years ago, I started this fight against these guys and and it was just me, like I was battling with them, but then Michael came and he and I were like Batman and Robin. Ooh, that just came to me both of them now together are fighting against these evil spirits so so here's what he says listen Daniel I have to leave soon because I got to go back I can't leave I can't leave I can't leave Michael by himself but before I do I'm going to tell you what's next because there's another one that's coming and our battle is is just getting started I'm gonna tell you what God has decreed for the future. All of this is to prepare, prepare Daniel for what he's about to hear in chapters 11 and 12. This, this entire chapter is just preparation for what he's gonna hear, for this, this separate vision that is, is so overwhelming for him that, that he doesn't know what to do next. It's the final one of Daniel and it's, 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 it takes so much out of him that he needs this angelic strength to prepare for it. Daniel has been given the strength he can't do it on his own now for many of us in this room maybe you're maybe you're watching online you need this you need what Daniel got you need you need a touch from God life feels overwhelming we we currently don't you and I don't live in Afghanistan it's not that kind of overwhelming but spiritually, maybe emotionally, maybe relationally, there are some things going on that, that it just feels like too much. And what you need, actually, is three touches. Daniel got three touches from this, from this messenger of God to strengthen him. Maybe you've experienced a tragedy maybe a a crisis of faith, maybe a fractured relationship, or maybe you have a general sense of unease and you just can't put words to it. Whatever it may be, Daniel felt that, and you know what he did? Here's his response, ready? He prayed and fasted for three weeks. He ate the simplest of food and said, God, I'm gonna focus on you in response to this anguish he was feeling, he went into mourning and and he started praying and fasting for three weeks. There is a spiritual world around you. And when you pray, things change. Maybe you need to pray for these three touches. Here they are, ready? God, let me stand. I've been beaten, (laughs) I'm weak, life has been taken. From me, my will, my strength, my joy. God, here's what, I need you to touch me with strength. I need you to just let me be able to stand in life again. God, let me stand. The second maybe is, God, let me speak to you. Maybe you've gotten to a point where you don't even want to pray. You don't even feel like it. It feels like this connection is closed and, and it's just, Lord, I, don't even, I don't even know what to say to you right now. I don't even know how I'm supposed to come to you. Maybe it's this. Maybe, Lord, I need you to touch me in in this. I need you to be able to open up communication again. I need you. I need your strength. God, give me strength to pray. And the third is this. God, let me hear from you. Daniel is touched and given the strength to hear what he's about to hear, this vision. Maybe for you, it's God. God, I need to hear from you and give me the strength to do whatever it is you tell me i want to listen and i want to obey whatever you tell me but i need your strength we're going to enter into a time of communion and so we're going to worship this last song and um and and then we'll we'll uh we'll take the elements together but This is my my encouragement to you. Here's what I would love. Here's what i I think I think what God wants for us right now is even in the midst of this final song as we're worshiping, singing out, crying out to the Lord, that you are praying for these things. In the middle of all of the singing, you can be praying. God, give me the strength to stand. Lord, open up my communication with you again. I wanna, I wanna pray like I've never prayed before. I, wanna, I, want my, I want my prayer life to be so much greater than it currently is. And Lord, give me strength to hear from you. I wanna hear from you. So before we get into communion, as we worship, be praying just on your own for those three things. And then I'm gonna challenge you. Maybe like Daniel, you're supposed to do that for 21 straight days to say, all right, I'm just gonna be praying. I'm gonna be praying that God moves in my life and I'm just gonna see what happens. Would you do this? Would you stand with me as we get ready to worship together and then enjoy the Lord's table together. Let's worship.